Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. we got 25 more minutes of this here show, and we thank you for listening. Hey, we're going to uh, go on our spiritual heritage tours this year. Well, next year, actually, 2023. In June and September, uh, we're going to Washington, D.C. and Mount Vernon, and we'll be in Washington, D.C., with historian Stephen McDowell, we call these tours spiritual heritage tours. So we'll see the Capitol and Supreme Court and uh, have time for the Bible Museum and also go to Arlington National Cemetery where we'll see the changing of the guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. We'll go to George Washington's Mount Vernon, the Lincoln Memorial, all that. We're going to do all that. So if you've been looking for a tour of our nation's capital and Mount Vernon, well, why don't you join us? And uh, we're going in June and September. And in that September, we're also going to Colonial Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. So that'll be a whole week. Three, three, first three days, Williamsburg, Jamestown, Yorktown. The, the next three days will be in D.C. and Mount Vernon. So, again, that's coming up in June and September. If you want the all the information, including the cost, the dates, the itinerary, all that stuff. Uh, is available at this website I'm about to give you, spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Those tours usually fill up three months in advance, so if you want to go with us, uh, go ahead and be checking that out, spiritualheritagetours.com. Steve Jordahl in studio with us. That sounds so interesting. I think you need an American Family News reporter alongside <laughs> to, along? to yeah to report on that. We might have to do that sometime. I'm gonna start fun. calling you uh, Paisley Steve. The comment line is now open. <laughs> is that and that that's a that's a compliment. Public. That's not a. It's not Paisley. That's not really Paisley. It's not, that's not exactly Paisley. You guys, you guys intentionally floral. embarrass me. You, you like? <laughs> do you, do you like calling me out on fashion on the radio? Listen, do I look like the kind of guy who calls anyone out on fashion? No, that is a good duly noted. Uh, and so that's not Paisley that Steve's no, wearing. It's just a floral it's, pattern. Okay, and Paisley is a subset of a floral pattern. <laughs> would you there's say? No really, there's no real flowers in Paisley. It's kind of just a. It's its, its own little. It's a, it's a certain kind of shape yeah shape of a, like paisley. a paisley te- teardrop shape or so, something like that. so i've called this paisley and you're telling me i'm wrong and then you guys can't even describe what paisley is, is it's that hard where, to describe it, tim it, i gotta be honest is with there you. where was that you're where we the are one with the fascination about paisley i am i just i just i haven't you don't see it rarely see paisley anymore i'm so. cultured because i know that uh for example i know that there's a color called taupe which most guys aren't supposed to know I, I know what, there's a color named taupe. I don't know what it is. It's T A U P E, right? T A U P E. It's a kind of the kind of a blase. I know how to spell it, but I can't point it out. Blase brown. It's kind of the color of your face. It's so are there, t- are there are there are there are there taupe Americans? Yes. Oh, maybe I don't Some, know. Uh, somewhere in our country, the taupe you- American. Community, community. Who are they going to support? Is, we've insulted them right <laughs> yes, now. We have. we have. Yeah. Now a taupe is, is that kind of a purplish? No, what? it's it's a beige. A beige. 
Yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of, <laughs> Adam's going crazy over here. There's a lot of this to- is good radio, no, listen, Adam. There are a lot of Tope Adam's Americans out there. Yes, seen, we all we just seen Tope. They're good people. Yeah, Tope Americans. There's there's and there's a fair amount of Tope privilege. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> own it, own it. Uh, all right, yeah, it bothers me when I see I'm using the Tope privilege card out yes, there that's right getting in the front of the line that's right do you know who i am You're right i'm a tope i'm tope all right i'm tope and i'm woke and i'm dope <laughs> oh man oh man it's... We're, uh, that's almost a wrap right there yeah. we just tope did and i'm woke uh-huh all right steve that would have fit move us on to more okay. important uh, more important things um example number one that sometimes our friends on the left have a little bit of a blind spot just a little bit yeah Outside impaired, Steve. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> you don't. The first example, the blind. one example I'm going to give you right now is Colonist Thomas Friedman. I'm sorry? Yes. Col- Columnist Thomas Friedman? Columnist Thomas Friedman. He's an economist, is he? Think, he is an I economist think, yeah. and uh, three time Pulitzer Prize winner for some time. But, the uh, world is flat, I think he wrote. Uh, he's But he's full on to the left. And so oh, yeah. his. His column out, uh, I think it's September 8th, so a couple days ago, is called Our One-Party Democracy. He says, watching all the arguments in here, it's hard not to draw the following conclusion. There's only one thing worse than one-party autocracy, and that's one-party democracy, which he says we have today. This is what... Listen to this. One-party autocracy certainly has its drawbacks. But when it's led by a reasonably enlightened group of people, as China is today, it can also have great advantages. It can impose politically difficult but critically important policies needed to move the society forward into the 21st century. All right. So I'm going to just ignore for the moment why he's saying we have a one-party autocracy. I think I can guess. Democracy, right. He he is saying – that having a one-party autocracy, a dictatorship, which is a dictatorship, yeah, okay, can be good. No, yeah, can, yeah, can. like China, yeah, because they can impose uh, difficult but necessary policies policies on the people when they're not when they're not soldering and welding people into their homes to yeah. like not let them out for COVID. Okay, well that he he's an idiot. Okay, he's he is an educated. He I, I, look, this is going to say he's an intelligent idiot. Yeah. All right, he knows a lot. He's very bright. Mm-hmm. Some of his writing's very good, but ideology can turn an intelligent person into an idiot. Okay, <laughs> so that's why when I mean when I call him an idiot, why is he saying that we are a one party autocracy? Is he saying an autocracy or a democracy? Democracy. He's saying we're a one-party democracy. Uh, Basically, because I think there are certain people, and I haven't read the whole column. I just have the front. I just wanted the China comments for you all. But um, there's a lot of people who say there's not a whole lot of difference between Republicans and Democrats when it comes to a lot of issues, like spending, for example. Yeah. That's uh, that's probably Different flavors of the same ice cream kind of. A relevant, uh, 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 that's probably a good observation. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't think the parties are supposed to be as close, like on spending, as right. they are. But the, uh, that's the fault of the Republican Party because the Republican Party is supposed to hold to its platform. But I also think that whatever those kinds of problems are in our political system is because we don't have term limits. 
on senators and representatives. That's my own personal opinion. AFA doesn't have a position on that kind of thing. But I think you have a political class which, for the most part, there are exceptions. So I'm not just painting with just a totally that broad of a brush. Many of the politicians in Washington, D.C., their only goal, their top goal, not their only goal, their top goal is to get reelected. And they will actually help each other in the political process to make sure that that happens. So I, I, I think term limits are a way to break that up. That or be more like China. <laughs> that's, that's bizarre what he said. Isn't it? That is just bizarre. Anyway. Did you, Tim, did you want to? No, go ahead. Next story. All right. Uh, Your tax dollars at work, I'm sure. There is a new study that has just been published in the American Journal of Medicine. This is not JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association. This is the American Journal of Medicine. And they took a look at some data, and they have come up with this. Unvaccinated people are 72% more likely to be involved in a severe traffic crash. What? <laughs> they got government money for this study? I don't know if they got government money for it, but they certainly... Uh, Unvaccinated put... people are 73% more likely to be involved in an automobile crash? Don't exaggerate. It's 72%. Oh, 72. <laughs> well, that's 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 fine. Then. Yeah. <laughs> that, okay, G- give us some context here. Well, they found unvaccinated people were 72% more likely to be involved in a crash than where at least one person was sent to the hospital. Um, it's a similar increase for people with sleep apnea, the driving increase, and about half the people who abuse alcohol, half of as bad as drunk driving. Um, they theorize that people who resist public health recommendations might also neglect basic road safety guidelines. Ah. Yeah, 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 no, it, to me too. I don't so know. let me, just one more paragraph. The findings are significant enough that primary care doctors should consider counseling unvaccinated patients on traffic safety. And insurance companies might want to base changes to your cost of your insurance policy based on your vaccination now status. Now that, that's evil. Uh, listen, the, these people just won't quit. They are not going to quit until they control every single thing People They're do probably male lesbians who wear paisley. <laughs> That's what I'm. That's thinking. a comment, Steve. You weren't here. We did talk about it during the break uh, about Alejandra right. uh, Caraballo. Right. Caraballo, yeah, is is yeah. a identifies as a male lesbian. Yeah. Fe- Next story, Steve. That's, well, uh, I just want to just wrap this yeah. one up. Comman, who's the editor at the Babylon Bee. He tweeted this out. He, he says, I keep telling my Babylon Bee writers they've got to do better than Yahoo News. Or they're fired. Yes, because that does sound like a satire. <laughs> it does. But it is not. But there's nothing funny about it because those recommendations, this is, again, the American Journal of uh, Medicine. Yeah. Uh, those recommendations about vaccinated people and unvaccinated people, that's where they want to take the country. You're not oh. vaccinated. You get higher insurance rates on your automobile because you're more likely to have a, an accident. Let me ask you this: <clears throat> the uh, the COVID vaccine push slash mandate uh, is that still being promoted? Yeah. Well, I, I, I let me just say I watched across America. I'm talking. I, about. I watched my Boston Bruins play last night. Played the New York Islanders. Uh, NHL last night. team. NHL team. Uh, that's hockey, folks. Yeah. Uh, and twice a game. Uh, 
Uh, we get the uh, coming back from a break. The announcer for the Bruins, Jack Edwards, says, don't forget to get your Moderna boost. And he promotes getting boosted. Yeah, I know it's been promoted, I guess. But, I mean, uh, you remember everybody, uh, remember every, a, lot, a lot of industries and companies and professional leagues, uh, sports and otherwise, were mandating that their uh, employees – get the COVID vaccine shots or lose your job. Remember that? Yes. Oh, I that see was, what you're that, saying. That, that, that was the big push there for a year or so. And, uh, you know, the military, they just rescinded that. My question is, is that still out? Are, are they still firing nurses? I don't think so. I did because, see a recent story where a little a girl, a teenage girl who needed like a a kidney transplant was denied the surgery because she wasn't vaccinated. Okay. Yeah, but that was an ongoing thing, right? From like know. months ago. I don't know. I and I know that the I White just, House recently, uh, for this holiday season, put out uh, suggested that you're not going to have a really good Christmas unless you're vaccinated. You're putting everybody at danger. Yeah. So it's not. I don't think it's to the same level, but they're still pushing. Well, okay, but but I don't think it, I, I haven't heard any stories about people getting fired. Okay. And I just wondered in the military. Are they I just wondered if they, if if they're going to if they're going to keep that up. You know that push is going to be. Uh, you know I know we're always going to have get your COVID vaccine shot or just like get your flu shot. I mean right. it's a it's a public service announcement, sort of a recommendation for for all people. But the uh, firing people for not getting the COVID shot that was what the big issue was. Right. You remember? Well, you know they're talking now about this triple demic. You ever heard that? Yeah. It's uh, the flu and COVID and RSV. Yeah. Uh, breathing. Uh, RSVP a lot for kids. Well, they're saying this because of the COVID lockdowns. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're saying that the immune system for kids was trashed because yeah. of the lockdowns. And now th- this, uh, that's, is that bacterial? That's a viral. That's a viral yeah. thing that that's really hitting kids hard. A lot more hospitalizations. Yeah. So. And the flu is going around. But the flu goes around every year. We yeah. we got it. I I haven't had the flu in probably fifteen years. I got it over Thanksgiving. Yeah, because I was not vaccinated. My wife, who was vaccinated, she got it. We both got the it. flu vaccine. The flu. Time yeah, here's the deal. The reason that that's happening, they say, is because people were locked up in their house so long that they didn't encounter the little micro viral things that get in your body that your body enhances its immune system to fight. Yeah, and that's what happens if you're out and and you you're around it enough. You get enough of the virus that your it it signals your immune system that something's wrong. It boosts the immune system in your body, and then it wards off the actual flu. Yeah. But now, since we've all been apart and locked in our own homes, we don't have that uh, immunity. I hadn't thought about that for, for me getting the flu because I I really haven't had the flu in, in probably 15 years, yeah. as far as I know. You know, but so that that makes sense that that. Maybe why I got it this year. Is what they're saying. All right. Um, you guys uh, have been following this whole uh, thing about um, Sam Bankman Freed. This is the guy who. FTX guy. FTX guy who lost. The crypto guy who lost. Billions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. About a, when was that at first exposed? About a month ago? About, yeah. How about that? And uh, so he was arrested recently in uh, the Bahamas, I think it was. And um, it was the day or two before he was supposed to give testimony in front of Congress, which has its own 
a little uh, conspiracy theory to go on that, too, which we can talk about. But I wanted to talk about this because a White House reporter asked Corinne Jean-Pierre. See, I can Bankman's, say that now, by the way. Uh, he's he, done very well today. Good. Corinne Jean-Pierre. That's good. Otherwise, a.k.a. KJP. KJP. Okay, I just want to know I've been practicing. Your right. practice has paid and off. Practice paid off. Absolutely. Anyway, so, she, so yesterday she was asked about um, – FTX and and Friedman 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 was Friedman uh, Freed Bankman he, he's Freed the, he's the bushy haired uh, yeah. I don't know how old he is 29, 30, 30, 31. He's 30 years old yeah, so thirty like he's the bushy haired thirty year old in the t shirt that you've seen in the news and this is a big deal because this cryptocurrency company that he was the CEO of called FTX they collapsed overnight. And uh, I don't know how many billions and billions of dollars were lost. And I don't know if anybody knows where that money went or if it was a Ponzi scheme or what. Somebody's. uh, He's going to be tried for some things. This is how bad this company was. He was was. arrested. Yes, he was arrested. In the Bahamas where is where his headquarters was. Right. And and so this is how kind of rinky-dink his operation was. It had billions of dollars invested in this thing, and they were keeping track of it. With QuickBooks, what the software? The software. <laughs> wow! Yeah, they didn't update it. And shazam! All the money's gone. I know, gone. right? You got to upgrade that stuff, or you'll lose. <laughs> you'll lose billions. You forget your password. I know it might be what happened. Uh, QuickBooks. <laughs> yeah, QuickBooks. Yeah, that's what I heard. And so, anyway, next to George Soros, this uh, Sam Bankman-Fried was the largest contributor to Democrat politicians. Yeah, Joe Biden. Got some five million dollars plus his campaign. His campaign. I'm sorry. His presidential campaign. Either that or or Hunter. I'm not sure, but yes, the big guy. The big guy got uh, his campaign got money. So yesterday at the at the press conference at the White House, a reporter asked Corinne Jean Pierre, "Is President Biden going to give that money back now that you know it's been kind of fleeced and everything?" Let's listen to what he, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre said. Cut seven. Um, the president received campaign donations, uh, a campaign donation for him, many prominent Democrats did, some Republicans did as well. Will the president return that donation? Does he call on all politicians who got uh, campaign donations that may have come from customer money uh, to return those funds? So, look, I'm covered here by the Hatch Act, uh, limited on what I can say, and anything that's connected to political contributions uh, from here, I, I, I would have to refer you to the DNC. I'm, I'm asking the president's opinion, though. Uh, you know, does he want those people who... No, you asked me two questions. You asked me about will he return the donations, and then you asked me about his opinion. I'm answering the first part, which is I'm covered by the Hatch Act from here. I am limited to what I can say. The, just what does she mean by she's covered? Well, the Hatch Act is a as a as a political. It's a law that says that a government official in her in your official capacity cannot engage in politics. Wink, wink. I don't think wink, wink's in the bill, but it right. should be. Um, so um, she can't, uh, for example, Corinne Jean Pierre cannot say, you know, y'all should go out and vote for the Democrat in Georgia. They do that all the time. Well, gov- government officials are not supposed yeah. to. Yeah. The president and the vice president can. They're not covered. Then what is she talking but about? When, they're, when, the, when the president is doing a campaign speech, he's not doing his job. He's not 
functioning as president. It's like it's like um, a pastor. It's like you who says, uh, you know, I really believe that we need the the next Republican governor in Mississippi. I'm speaking from my personal uh, platform and not listen. Okay, I got you. This, this is just she just avoiding the question absolutely on, on purpose by. Mentioning the hijack, which nobody even knows what that is. Even the reporters in their room probably don't even know what she's talking about. If they do, they don't. Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre. Yes. The public spokesperson for the president. Who tells, she, t- she and her boss both tell whoppers on a regular basis. She, it's a very simple question. The, whoever that reporter was. Here's what they were saying. Your your boss, the president, Joe Biden, got his campaign, presidential campaign, got $5 million from this guy who just swindled people out of billions and billions of dollars. Allegedly. Okay? Allegedly. Allegedly. And he's going to be, he's in trouble. He's been arrested in the Bahamas. A lot of people lost their life savings. It's illegitimate money. In fact, if the money's if it goes forward, it's going to be clawed back as much as they can get to give to the uh, inv- creditors. I guess you would say of this, like it does when you have a collapse, like you have of a of a Ponzi scheme type thing. Right. So it's very. This is illegitimate money. Are you going to give it back? Right. And she says, I, "I'm covered by the Hatch Act." <laughs> no, it's a yes or no. Or I'm going to ask President this afternoon, or is it, is his is he going to give the money back? Yes or no? That's how, that's how it is. Not not covered by the Hatch Act. If this is covered by the Hatch Act, then she can never say anything, right? As the right. White House press which, secretary, which why the answer is garbage. And of course, we have a uh, a press corps. I don't know if this fellow here who asked the question credit to him for asking it. It wasn't Peter Ducey, so evidently there's two people there <laughs> who might ask a legitimate hard question of. Yep of the White House, but she didn't answer the question. Of course, she doesn't a lot, or she tells whoppers when she answers. And then what was the other? I refer you to the DNC, she was the Democrat National Committee. But she was prepared for that. Uh, she's been rehearsing that answer because she used it like seven times the last two days, yeah. the Hatch Act. Uh, so, so I, uh, listen, named after Peter, Orrin Hatch. The, the point is here. This guy was the second largest donor to Democrats during the last uh, election cycle than George Soros. He was the only one who gave more money to the Democrats. So the Democrats, they don't want to give the money back, and they don't want to talk about it. So nothing to see here. Let's move on. And so some people suspect this guy was arrested in the Bahamas yesterday or the day before, because the because he was about to have to uh, appear before Congress. and Republicans and, were going to ask him some very uncomfortable yeah. questions for Democrats. Yeah, and the Democrats certainly didn't want him having to answer those right. publicly. So better that they call over to the DOJ and make sure that the Bohemian government arrests this guy so that he doesn't get to testify, at least yet, in front of Congress. Right. Now, that's a... Uh, that's a conspiracy theory that I believe happened. Uh, circumstantial evidence, so to speak. I can't prove what I just said. But the fact that he was about to appear before Congress and get questioned openly about all the campaign donations to Democrats. And Shazam, he's arrested. <laughs>
You, uh, might, you might be in trouble. You're subject to the Hatch now Act. He, yeah. Here, so. <laughs> now his lawyer will just say, well, he can't talk uh, because he's under arrest and he's going to have a pending. Yeah, so he can't go before court Congress. Case, yeah. That's very convenient. How convenient. Act very, very convenient. How convenient. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a uh, great rest of your Wednesday afternoon, and we shall see you back here tomorrow. Thank you.